0: and welcome to Spirit Switchboard. I am your host, Carrie Lynn Schillhorn, and you are joining us live on the United Public Radio Network and the UFO Paranormal Radio Network 105.3 and 107 107.7 out of New Orleans. Today, um I have been super excited about having my guest on today. It's been a few weeks in the in the planning and I was just thrilled that she's here today. So uh, joining me today is Rhonda Doughty. She is a paranormal investigator, a psychic medium, a Reiki master, shamanic practitioner, and a podcaster. She has been drawn to the unknown her entire life, but in the last several years has begun using her intuitive abilities and connection to spirit in the paranormal field. She is based out of Richmond, Virginia. She is currently a member of the Fredericksburg Paranormal Research and Investigations, and also co host of, which I have been on this. It was just fabulous. I hope everyone pays attention and listens in the Orion effect podcast with Howie O'Dell on Sunday nights at 7. PM on the Rift nation network and substitute co-host with, for the, <laughs> the freaking awesome paranormal show with Ryan Jones on the vibe network on Tuesday nights at
1: 9. PM. Thanks for joining me Rhonda. You're welcome. I'm a, I've been just as excited as you've been. It's, um, and I think I love it when
0: you when you meet someone and you just know you just click and <laughs> it feels like you've been friends forever and that yes. that's sort of how yeah. it felt. So you know, is it, was, it um, you know, it feels like we were just going to sit down and have coffee and chat. Absolutely, absolutely, which is super exciting for me. Yes. Um, so I want to know: Did were you? having paranormal, like most of us that move into this sort of field as adults have experiences as a child in one way or another. We have some sort of experience as a child. Did you
1: have? So my experiences at a child were unknown to what I was dealing with, I think. I did not live in what I believe to be a paranormal house or anything like that. So my father built the house. There might have been some things with the land and that kind of thing, but I was always the child that Um, had an imaginary friend or Mm. that could not, I could not sleep at night without not just my light on the light in the hallway, every light had to be on. And so now, you know, through my development and working with other mediums who that I, that I've learned, they were like that you were probably sensing things around you and that's why you were so scared. Um, So now I look at things that I did as a child um, and I'm like, Oh, that explains it. For me, the paranormal was just always something that had to be just real. Like I just, I never, I've never questioned it. Even as a Mm -hmm. child, even as an adult, there's, there's more than we understand. And so I've always had that. And my mother had that. She very much had the, you know, she was reading all of the ghost stories and the ghost books. And, you know, Um, we both love to watch horror movies. And so, you know, it was, it was ongoing. So as it, We just didn't talk about it. And now I even look back. I think my mother had some things and didn't say anything about it because my dad was very much like not that way at all. Uh, But like, you know, I look back now, like when you were a child and you were really sick, she always had a relative in the mountains. She would call with some kind of remedy that was weird to Love make you it. feel better. So, yeah. So I think it was always there. Of course, my abilities, like uh, the other thing that happens with people who get in the paranormal or have abilities, it comes out based off of some kind of trauma you go through later in life. And then suddenly it's like, Boop, there we are.
0: And sometimes <laughs> plural. Yes. Not just trauma.
1: <laughs> yeah. Trauma's yes.
0: Plural. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I just
0: got to say a quick shout out here. Um, Hi, Catherine and Lois. Hi, Michelle. Thank you for joining us again. And Kim Sage, who is part of your paranormal yeah, she group. is correct? my
1: best friend, my my partner in crime, and she's yeah. also on my paranormal team. <laughs>
0: yeah. And Kim is a medium as well, too. She, she is a medium yeah. as
1: well. She is Brilliant. a medium as well. And and so yeah, she's Thanks. one of my she's one of the ones you call now like you are that says. i know this sounds crazy but
0: (laughs) (laughs) i don't even start that as a conversation anymore i just go i just had an experience and i just need to talk it out yes (laughs) i don't even because it's all going to be crazy i just always assume it's going to be sound crazy so we just don't even start there hi john and catherine hi catherine thanks for being here and julie thanks for being here today
1: Hi, hi, John. John Sullivan is also—he's like the lead on our paranormal team. So um, that all my people are joining. I'm so excited. And Howie's just trying. hi, Howie. Her trauma is <laughs> yes,
0: especially when you're saying that she's the one that's supposed to be keeping you on a tether. Yes, <laughs> that would be trauma. Oh, hi, Donna Jean. I'm glad that you're here. And Jennifer.
1: Hello, everyone. This is exciting. Yeah, it's super exciting. It's um, you know,
0: I wasn't that kind of kid necessarily that had the light on, but I I'm eight years older than my sister, and so I would um, read her Stephen King stories when she was just little little. <laughs> So like creepy paranormal stuff, like anything ghost story. Like she, she tells everybody the stories about how I started off um, her journey with Uh um, therapy (laughs) 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 by reading her pet cemetery when she was maybe six. (laughs) But I mean, now she's, she's just so great about, um, joining in when I say, come on, let's, let's, you know, do this investigation. And she has those conversations with me. And, um, and I, I appreciate and love her for that. Because, you know, when there's always the one in the family structure, and I was thinking about how you were talking about your mom and your dad, and I find a lot of us um, that are in this have partners that are, you know, hands on, people you know very grounded salt of the earth and and we need those sort of people to keep us balanced out yes yes you know we can't all be like this (laughs) (laughs) i would love us to be i would love us to be yes but i i don't know i certainly seen a shift i would say in the last year even more so i guess you know whether that's uh starting the podcast uh this past spring or a little more exposure that um, there's more playing nice in the sandbox. There's a little more link in arms and let's let's do this together uh, community feel than what I have felt in the past because I certainly was in this and pulled way back uh, so stepping forward to to start uh, Spirit Switch board was sort of putting myself back into this world again. and it's really been like meeting people like you. It's been a real pleasure um, and not so much of that competition feel in what I used to to uh, encounter before.
1: Yeah, I, you know, I've heard a lot, and I guess I've seen it some. I know we hear about a lot, especially with paranormal teams. I've seen it in the mediumship psychic realm. But I've always, I don't know if I just came around the right group of people. Um, mm. Kim and I, we studied with a lot of the same mentors. We kind of started our journey about at the same time. And I'm just really lucky that everyone I've come in contact has been super supportive. And I think everybody just gets that we all work. Dif- There's no, There should be no competition. Mm-hmm. We all work differently. We all mm-hmm. bring a little bit different to the table. Yeah. So sometimes it's nice to have somebody who who views things I wouldn't say even say views the world differently than you, but like connects with spirit differently than you who can maybe teach you something or show you a different perspective. Yeah. Or maybe thinking of. So it, it amazes me. I'm glad that seems to be diminishing some, Um, you know, even, you know, FPRI, Kim and I, we are just big supporters of anybody and everything. You know, we, we're always putting everybody out there. So I'm glad to see, that you're finding that now but I'm glad to see there seems to be a shift I hear that it wasn't always so so
0: Uh, well you know maybe I need to take some accountability in that too because um certainly, you know, there's maturity. <laughs> so a different age, perceiving things differently as well too. And I think uh at a different place in 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 my journey. I've I try really hard to stay I'm so busy in my lane that I for the most part I don't notice what everybody else is doing. So you know I think I'm a little more involved now as well too. So that may make a difference if we need to you know, be honest and have some transparency. I need to maybe own some of my own shite too.
1: You know what? Kim and I were actually talking about this today because, you know, you have have those periods of time where you really need to be almost like a horse with blinders and not Mm -hmm. pay attention to what's going on around you because you need to focus on your growth and yeah. not worry so much about what everyone else is doing. So I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing either. I no. learned that actually from, I'm seeing this flow. in. But in my business career, the, the my job, I had a really great manager. I worked with her for 20 years. And when things would get tough at work or there was chaos at work, when you work for a corporation that you've run into, her first thing was like, heads down, do your work focus on your job and it will be okay. Don't let this noise distract you. Yeah. So, and I think it's a little bit of the same thing. I think you can be open and supportive but also stay in your lane at the same time.
0: <laughs> yeah. And it's true. Like and you can be the same as when you're working intuitively, open and grounded at the same time. It doesn't have to be all yes. air- airy-fairy. It doesn't it yeah. doesn't have to be all mammy pamby cuz you know, that's just not it's not really not real life to yeah. all that way, too. Yeah. But and I, I think, too, our ability changes the more we have accountability with our healing and our growth. So the more uh, we are accountable and understand we have a responsibility to ourselves and everyone around us for that healing journey. Yeah, if we're going to be tapping into energies and and working with people, those things are super
1: important. Yeah, that shadow work we do on ourselves to figure out why we're triggered by certain things. And it it flows into the paranormal because it helps you work with those kind of spirits. Sometimes you will run into something that you believe is, I don't want to say demonic, but just angrier. And sometimes if you can figure out what your shadow work is or why they're making you uncomfortable, you can figure out what's going on with them. So I mean, I think it does. You have to do your own work, and as yeah. you do your own work, more things open up. Yeah. Um, I've I've found that here in the last, I would say six months, maybe a little less. You know, I've always been very clairvoyant or claircognizant. My clairaudience audience is suddenly going,
0: where
1: mm. I'm hearing things mm. a lot more than I used to. So you really grow. So inside ear or outside ear? Inside ear. Mm yeah and it's
0: um the more that you uh feel confident and have clarity with certain clairs and the other clairs just build up afterwards right yeah Yeah. so ryan is just joining us now hi Hi, ryan Ryan. and hello paul ryan i don't know if you were here earlier we did a little shout out for the freaking awesome
1: paranormal show (laughs) paranormal show
0: yeah yeah love it um where what was what okay, sorry. I'm just having I'm having an over 50 brain fog moment. <laughs> so what were we just
1: talking about? We were talking about, how about how, healing and accountability yeah. and
0: our clairs. Yeah. And our clairs inside ear and outside ear as well, too. But I find this this time of year, like people talk about Halloween, the veil is thinning. I don't know why that I I I have to sit and figure out why that phrase irks me. But it just does. I don't know. The veil is thinning. And people just spew that out. The veil is thinning. Like, if you're someone like me, it's never closed. It's never <laughs> thick. It's just always, always there. You're standing in line at the grocery store and somebody's dead person's talking to you. So,
1: yeah, I mean, I do feel the energy shifts around, first, like just the overall energy. Mm-hmm. And it seems like between Christmas and New Year's, it shifts. And I don't know if that's the holiday factor. You know, are all our family makers members getting closer to us because it's the holiday time? I don't know what that is. I don't know about you, but it has felt really, for lack of a better term, loud. Like yeah. this holiday, like it seems like things are, the spirits are a little bit louder than they were before. Yeah. I don't know what's going on with that, but this season's been a little bit. Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know. I and I don't claim to understand everything. I I don't understand numerology. I have to look stuff up the same as other people. Do you know? Like I don't yeah. understand astrology, all that kind of stuff. But apparently there's all kinds of like planets that were in retrograde at the same time. There was just a whole lot of stuff going on. But I it it doesn't shift. Um I don't, I don't find it too much different than last year for myself personally, but it's always like from Halloween until the new year, it is intense and it builds up closer to Christmas. And I think with people gathering, so families getting together, um, brings in more spirits as well too. Uh, if people are grieving, uh, for whatever reason, the, the grieving and loss and, You know, people in spirit wanting to be close by to let them know and um, support. You know, I think mental health uh, takes a nosedive too. Um,
1: It does
0: seasonal um, uh, sad seasonal Seasonal affective disorder. Disorder, Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, all of those things just gets dark. But that brings us to like why ghost stories and and those crazy victorians had those you know <laughs> traditions of like yeah. getting together around the fire at christmas eve and telling ghost stories right so
1: yeah yeah
0: it's the, the dark times and you tell ghost stories more when it's darker <laughs> yeah
1: you do you do mm-hmm. For sure.
0: hi jocelyn hi contessa hi connie um, Heather and Linda thank you very much for for joining us today um I I listened to I think it was the the Thanksgiving episode with for you and Howie on the Orion Effect where we you I think it was Thanksgiving was it you the were talking um, you were talking about the dinner with ghosts at Gettysburg yeah that your it team
1: yeah, our team did that. I did not get to go to that. We had a something come up at work, and I was not able to join. But they did dinner at a ghost at a haunted location, and we've done dinner with a ghost here at a location in Virginia at a at a high school, um, and that is just like a fun fun thing that that they do that um, John Cushman and Debbie put on. They um they they have this they they bring it all there. It's this huge table with all of this festive looking things and then like big crystals and you know they set up table and the, the meal is fantastic and then they set a place for the ghost to come join and they run evp sessions and things like that while while you're having dinner and it's it's a lot of fun and then usually there's an investigation afterwards
0: oh that's super fun so yeah. i've I, I do that, like put an extra place setting out for loved ones at, especially at Christmas time. But I, I do this event called Dining with the Dead. I've done it for 12 years now at various locations and, and they, they are, yeah, (laughs) they are a lot, (laughs) but so much fun. There's so much fun and, and people enjoy that, right? Just that, that idea. and, going with no expectation, having an open mind and open heart to whatever the process is going to be. And, and yeah, and going with that flow, right? Yeah. So do you think that the more that you're opening up or do you see it busier through holidays uh, opening up a little more intuitively, those events um, are affecting you differently? Like, are you opening up in a different way? So not necessarily investigative tools, focused but how you are feeling and experiencing focused is there a shift happening with that i
1: don't i don't really notice that as much i don't notice that quite as much it seems about the same it just feels like things are maybe easier to connect and then i do feel like you know and i I, I'm, I don't we haven't talked a lot about like exactly how you work but i always make sure i set boundaries i don't want spirits when i'm sleeping i don't want spirits in the bathroom nope. You know, but I do find like I'm hearing things walking down the hall, even in my own house, more than I'm yeah. kind of like, who is that? What are you doing? <laughs> things that I normally don't notice. So I don't know if I'm yeah. just more in tune because of the time of year or if it's something really happening.
0: Our house is always more active at Christmas time. Is like, it? Yeah. You
1: know, and I don't,
0: I don't I don't I think it's just the season. That's how I put it. It's the season. I don't I don't I have animals that show up in my bathroom. Like spirit, pe- animals that are in spirit. <laughs> like, you're sitting to go pee in the and then all of a sudden there's like a husky howling. Like, right
1: you. <laughs> like what the heck is that? <laughs>
0: and then I start my next session and, and then like, oh, so you had a husky.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're not the first person I've heard say that animals are coming through more often now recently. Wow. It's, um, Which is a good thing because people like to hear that, right?
0: Yeah. They,
1: they, you know, they love to hear from their loved ones, but they like to hear, too, that, that you know, their their childhood dog is around them. Or yeah.
0: Animals have always sort of come in for me. Oh, you see owls. How I, <laughs> yes, me, too. Weird ones. And weird deer, too, if we're going to go that way.
1: I have deer show up quite a bit, too. I have deer show up quite a bit. Hi Keith, thanks for joining us. Hey,
0: um, I just want to scroll back here because somebody asked a question that maybe we can address sure. it together. Linda is just asking if we start seeing people who have passed, but if it doesn't happen all the time, is there a way to open up more? A lot of it's about your intention as well too. Some of it is about where you are, like what your experience is in that moment, because sometimes it's really just about letting you know that you're being seen, heard and supported. Right. So, you know, making sure that you understand what's going on in that moment.
1: Yep. I would agree with that. I think setting the intention. I had a friend recently reach out to me and she said, you know, I'm suddenly seeing something in my kitchen a lot. And I don't know if it's a family member or a passer through. And I said, you know, walk in your kitchen when nobody's around, if you feel more comfortable and actually just kind of say, I don't know if you're a family member or someone just passing through. I can't quite catch you. If you're a family member, you know, do it again here soon. And if you're not a family member, don't. So that I can determine who you are.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And I I believe if you say it, you claim it. So if you say it, you claim it, you know, yeah. it, it makes it a little, little more real for you. And then being clear about um, asking in a way for you to see, hear, feel, or know in the best way that works for you. Yes. Because they may be giving you all these very subtle signs, but you're so busy in your life that you're missing the subtle cues with it. So you know, making sure that you understand how to do the dance with them, you're setting those boundaries and how it feels comfortable for you. I've also encouraged people like to make a date with them. So like, you know, every day all week, when you walk by the photo, hey, don't forget you and me Saturday night, got a date. Good idea. That's a really good idea. Being very clear, because then it's putting you into a routine of pausing and getting into that quiet mental space opening up before you you connect uh whether you do it during dream time or meditation but setting up um, yeah
1: and i think that's the other time if you think you're connecting with your spirits or you're seeing something do start that meditation practice if you're not doing it it's not always easy when you start but kind of um start slow even if you're just doing body scans to start five minute little body scans to start like just listening and hearing more that's like ideal it'll help you
0: get there and not like um not comparing yourself to somebody else so the coulda shoulda woulda like need to be here like you just start to hold your breath and you shut everything down so the more you breathe into it i one of the other things i teach people too if we're we're in this i might as well just go all the way in right (laughs) yeah sure um like, make sure you start your day with gratitude. So grateful that I had a bed to sleep in. Grateful I got 50. Grateful. And um, taking that deep breath and and just doing that pause and asking what your spirit needs today. And you start to, if you did that for two weeks, you'll hear an answer before you're done asking the question. So you understand what your intuitive voice, how it works for you. Yeah. Are you seeing, hearing, and feeling? So when you have a weird experience like that, you can ask them to pull up closer so that you can connect with their energy. So you can ask that question, is this my stuff, stuff and spirit? If this is you, can you pull up closer? Like just learning how to do that pause and, and that's helpful as well too. Howie is just asking. How do you guys feel about people you may see that haven't passed yet? I think this is the second part of it and spirit form to be clear. Hmm. So I'm, are you asking, so I I always have like a thousand more questions. So I, I have, I have some more questions to that.
1: (laughs) I kind of do about that one too, because I don't know if I've seen a spirit of somebody who, I haven't seen a spirit of someone. I've worked with hmm. people who weren't on spirit yet, but they had other things going on. Maybe they were in the midst of passing or they were dementia or something like that, which will give the feel that they're not here. Yeah, all so
0: way. anyone non-verbal. Yes. Yeah. So I can tap into people that are non-verbal. So whether it's disabilities or um, yes. neurological things as well too. So uh, yep, coma as well too. So people that are in that space because they're kind of one foot over one foot here and people with nonverbal uh especially in the autism spectrum which is uh uh, i have a personal connection uh in in that community as well too so yeah they just seem to communicate differently on those higher vibrations as well yes i'm not sure if that's what you were asking howie if you want to go further with that
1: I think what he might have been talking about is I have heard people say that they have been somewhere in like say you're in your house and you just happen to glance and you see like your uncle Joe walk past you or and say something to you and you realize later you know you're like wait he's not here what was that and then you find out they just passed I have heard those stories that hasn't occurred to me at all
0: no I haven't had that happen either. I haven't had that happen either. Yeah, and I haven't. I haven't had an experience of a doppelganger either. You have it? No, no. Open to it though.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. People calling my name all the time in my room. Yeah, I I would not
0: have patience for that. <laughs> <laughs> <But> yeah, nope, <laughs> I would be very clear that my divine team is protecting all corners of my space and and uh they are not allowed to 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 be in my space to touch me, bother me, talk to me while I'm sleeping. They can hang out somewhere else until I get up in the morning. <laughs>
1: I kind of feel the same. I'm the same way mm-hmm. about that. There's, there's, there's rules around that. Well, and I, yeah. I heard you on a, one of your podcasts and I think you and I work very different, the same similarly that way Um, is I have a routine I do to open up. I don't walk around. I mean, yeah, you're connected, but I don't deliberately try to connect. I kind of do some things so that spirit knows, okay, she's ready to talk to us. <laughs> you know, I kind of open up if you will. So. Mm-hmm.
0: Sugar is just saying, I, I have to tell you, I used to have a Rottweiler um, dog, a Rottweiler puppy, a female, and her name was Sugar. Aww. Sugar, she was sweet. I see people all the time, but the ones that won't show me who they are drive me nuts. Maybe you need to figure out why they're not showing you. You know, there's a specific reason why they're not showing you if it's something that you need to learn about how you intuitively work, because there'll be a theme to it that you'll eventually figure out that theme is to and to why yes. it, it's happening that way. So then you'll know, okay, this is happening, they're not showing me, so I know this is what I'm about to get into.
1: John, you know everybody in here. <laughs> because it's a lot of our friends like that's Sean so Lennon. awesome thank yeah. you for
0: showing up everyone for supporting rhonda yes and i appreciate it i appreciate it
1: um, and now they're getting to know you so they can join more often
0: yeah no that's fabulous thank you contest is me have you ever had a spirit ask you to contact contact with their live their loved one i'm assuming it's what you that's alive You mean like on an investigation or just random out and about and had somebody in spirit? I I I, even then if I'm out and about I don't I don't want to open up and I would never just contact somebody.
1: See that's how. See that is exactly how I was. I mean it's what I believe, but it was also how all my mentors worked. It was kind of like you may get something yeah when you're out and about that like somebody that's kind of pressuring you and saying hey tell. And but yeah. to me, that's me imposing on their free will. So I'm yeah. never going to do that. I don't know what mental space they're in at that time. Exactly I don't know what they've got going on or the backstory. I'm not saying a word. I know there are a lot of people. I've heard a lot of people who are sensitive say, "Well, if I don't deliver the message, they won't leave me alone." And I'm like, "Well, that's kind of your problem to deal with." You need yeah,
0: you get your me. guides on it and tell them to haul
1: their earth out of your space. Yes, yes. You need to shush <laughs> up, or you are going. Exactly. Have, you, have your gatekeeper ex- escort. Them. Yes.
0: End of discussion. I I don't even really care who the the gatekeeper is. Any one of my minions move them. <laughs> <laughs> you just need to go. This is not the time or place. But I also make sure that that spirit, you know, understands because I don't think what I don't think people understand that that spirit is just looking for the first light that's going to pay attention to it. So yeah. it may just keep seeking out light. But if if you let that spirit know, if I am meant to be the person to deliver this message, then you will find a way to make sure that that person finds me on their own. Yeah. And, and you know, we, we just wouldn't let random living people up in our space and dictate <laughs> to us.
1: Correct. Correct.
0: How the day is going to unfold. So.
1: Yeah. Boundaries are, Kim just said it. Boundaries are really important if you're going to work yeah. with spirit at all.
0: Yeah. Contessa's just saying, I didn't know you could tell a spirit that. Yes. I think that people think that, Oh, this is a gift. And then all of their, you know, personal boundaries go out the door because they think that they need to be open 24 seven and being of service 24 seven. And We still have to live a human experience and be okay.
1: Yeah. I also think sometimes people don't realize that when you connect with spirit, just how draining it is for you, you know, it's, it's wonderful, but you, you're exhausted. Like you're Mm -hmm. exhausted. John can attest for that. A lot of times I've gotten better about it. I've kind of built up that muscle, but if Mm -hmm. I want an investigation, sometimes around one or two in the morning, I'm like, I'm done. (laughs) I've gotten so now I can kind of hang in there and make it later at night, but you know it, it will wear you out you know? and um, even if you're not trying to connect because most of us are empathetic if nothing else yeah you know, we're taking on that or you know and all of that it's a lot
0: it can be a you lot. can ask your divine team and whoever feels right for you to download the DNA blueprint for your healthiest body as well too so you can process energies with more grace and ease oh, nice. and sometimes it takes a few days just depending but you'll be if you are energetically sensitive you'll feel that sort of like, moving down and if it gets in a stuck spot you know you've got some work and stuff you need to clear from those spaces but I I found that was super helpful because anything head related used to really toss me for it still does toss me for a loop but nothing like it used to
1: yeah
0: Howie says you uh, you put so much out you put out so much she puts out so much in her during the time she burns in the evening time?
1: I've gotten better about it. It's taken a while. It's taken a while. You know, I've never investigated regularly until I joined FPRI, which has just been in the last year. So I was doing investigations, public investigations here and there, but the last few times I've been able to hang in there till like five in the morning. So.
0: Good for I you. I promise
1: that every time, but I'm getting there. So.
0: Good for you. Linda uh, Nelson is just saying, I like being able to have boundaries. I was concerned if we tell them we need to sleep, that they might stop coming. Um, and I I understand that fear, but you need to, re- to remember as well, too, that um, we're thinking human terms. And where they are, they're not thinking from an ego space. It's really from that unconditional space so that it's not angry or resentful or frustrated it does they don't have those same sort of um, emotions if it's somebody that's crossed over that way.
1: And I think if they understand that you're willing to talk to them on the Mm -hmm. right time they'll they're they're pretty I mean we say that a lot in, in investigations I know John and Howie both have heard me say that you know people will be afraid that you know they'll you know, they won't leave them alone or they'll follow them. If you tell them to stay, they'll stay. They're not yeah. going to follow you if they know you don't want them to. Yeah. Like most of them won't.
0: And, and for children, too. I talk about this a lot. My daughter is 26 now, but when she was in grade four, so whatever age that is, I don't know how old they are in grade four, 10, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um The school that she was at was, you know, if you looked at a crossroad, so those four corners of a crossroad. So the elementary school uh, was on one corner. Mausoleums were on one corner. Children's Cemetery on the kitty corner. And then, like, the regular uh, Catholic plot, you know, was on the opposite corner. So this elementary school surrounded by cemeteries. And she was like, Mom, they just hound (laughs) me all the time. And like you tell them, I am here to learn, you are not to bother me. And if you need me, my mom and I will come on Saturday. So same thing, setting the rules and boundaries and making a date uh, for when it's convenient for you. Because if you don't set those rules and boundaries, they think what they're doing is working. So they just keep doing more of it. So you, you, you have to be pretty clear about what works for you. And the same as Changing what they look like, like if you have a guide coming in that kinda it creeps you out in some way, like how they're presenting, you can tell them switch it up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this is not working for me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you just have to figure out what's work. I, you know, yeah. Some, people, some like people you I've worked with, you know, they get very upset that they're they can't tell what their guide looks like. I'm like, as long as you can feel who they are. They don't have to it. give you their names. That, it That's, doesn't matter. As it really doesn't. Them and they, how they feel you're fine. But yeah. yeah. you.
0: <laughs> I tell people think about when, if you, if not everybody is a meat eater, so I'm not, not trying to offend anybody, but if you, you are a meat eater and you have your turkey coma on the couch, but you recognize which kid or which family member is walking into the space while you have your pants undone in your turkey coma on the couch. <laughs> you know the energy of that person just because you're connected to them. So you will eventually learn all those different vibrations of who yes. these different people are. And and the more that you practice, and it's a practice and it's a journey, so the more that muscle builds, the more you don't care. Like I – I tell people my least favorite question to get asked in the session is what's my spirit guide's name? I'm like, how would you even know if I was lying? So I tell, (laughs) I'm very open about it. I tell everybody their spirit guide's name is Bob. So when I started the the connecting with your guides course, that's what I called it. Who's your Bob? (laughs) (laughs) Bob?
1: That's that funny. is something that people ask all the time, you know, you got to, yeah, they always ask, what's my guide's name or what do they look like? Or who is my guide? And It's like, you kind of got to go, I can give you the tools to go figure that out yourself. Exactly. <laughs> and and
0: uh, um, don't give your power away to somebody else. Don't give your power away to somebody else to tell you who your team is ask for the tool so you can lean in and feel more empowered and making that connection right so yeah. you know i i always worry like oh you just asked me to tell you all of that where else do you give your power away <laughs> that's
1: where my head goes like
0: no no
1: no 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 no,
0: no. It's, just, it's so not good um uh christmas traditions do you have any traditions that you've carried forward um, as a kid, ones that you have evolved, shifted, changed? I just had Jeff Belanger on and we, we had that conversation about uh, Christmas traditions.
1: You know, really, no. I've always been able to make Christmas very much mine. And the reason being is like, most of my parents were very easygoing in that aspect. Um, even with Thanksgiving, my dad was a hunter, so we never knew when Thanksgiving dinner was going to be. We just made it and ate it. Me and my mom, whenever we felt like it, you know, or whoever popped in. So Christmas was always, you know, there's standard things like you fix for dinner and things like that, or things that people want you to fix for dinner, but there's nothing. I will say, I actually kind of enjoy that. I have nothing that's like set in stone that has to be for Christmas. Christmas, Mm -hmm. I just kind of like to be whatever, whatever brings, brings.
0: That's fun. I, I think, um, I don't know if I really, I had a lot of set traditions when my children were small and there's certain things that I still do. Um, and other ones that we've kind of let go. And now that, um, I have a granddaughter, she's three and Um, uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. So she calls me queenie
1: that's, I like that. Oh, yeah, it's a lot of
0: fun. Everybody needs to adopt it. Everybody needs to be a Queenie. So <laughs> she she calls me Queenie. And um, so some of those things like putting out reindeer food and, you know, those things we get to, to start, ag- start again as far as those traditions. And I think the only one that was super meaningful that I tried to to continue was I used to read to my kids all the time. Like uh, they would all come up on my bed, a single parent forever. So they would all come up on my bed and I was reading um, the Lion, the witch and the wardrobe. So Mm -hmm. the Chronicles of Narnia, and it was around Christmas time. And it was, we were at that point where they were um, the uh, white witch uh, gives Uh, Oh, gosh, I'm having my brain fog. But um, Turkish Delight, she gives him the Turkish Delight to Uh the sweets. To, to to win them over and my kids didn't know what it was. So there's this place here uh, where I live that makes uh, Turkish delight and candies and they import ingredients from England because,
1: Ooh. yes.
0: And so I started buying them Turkish delight um, every year for Christmas. And so, I mean, they were little when we were doing that and my oldest is 30 now, so. Yeah,
1: I was, I was Still do I the only that thing that. that we ever did, we always went riding around looking at Christmas lights. I grew up mm-hmm. way out in the country. So how too. we're very like separated from each other. Yeah. So we would go into town and go ride around and looking at houses decorated and things like yeah. that. We did do that every year.
0: That's how that's how I grew up too. I like in the middle of nowhere.
1: <laughs> Pretty much. I, middle of nowhere.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so fun. Like snowmobiles to get you out of like if you're stuck in the snow for three days because there's no power and the roads aren't cleared. Nowhere. See, we
1: didn't we don't have to have that because we only get a couple of good snows every couple mm-hmm. of years. We get the really good ones. But oh. I can remember <laughs> my dad, like it'd be like six o'clock. He's like, You want to go ride out and see if you're going to school tomorrow? <laughs> 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 we go ride around in his truck and see how bad the roads were to see if I had to go to school the next day.
0: That's fun. Well, we would know. And I was talking about this with my son too. Like we used, to, I have lost the bravery that I had of being like a Northern Ontario girl now that I'm in Southern Ontario. Cause I've been in Southern Ontario for 22, 23 years now. And I'm not as brave of a driver in winter anymore. Like I, I, I've lost that nerve because before we would just drive in whatever, right,
1: know? right.
0: I don't do that anymore. Cheryl's just saying I love looking at Christmas lights did that last night with my 87 and but this is part of it we we seek the light when it's darker we seek the light when it's dark and that's why the Christmas lights bring everybody joy you know they do
1: so much so Kim Kim has actually decided she's leaving her tree up all year (laughs) so that and just decorate it for season so she has the lights so
0: that's the tree that's behind me I leave it up all the time too (laughs) there'll be valentine hearts on it soon i do all that kind of stuff i'm just gonna move this person so just give me one second oh Oh, that's fun we'll do this quick oh that's not what i wanted to do this is what we want to (laughs) do So right there. Um, I don't know why I keep doing that, but the Christmas lights, I had a hard time getting. Um, I was so busy this year. It took me forever to get stuff going, <laughs> to get the lights up and that. <laughs> <laughs> donna Jean and Carolyn, unfortunately i think as we get older and closer to death ourselves i think we're a little less inclined to risk our lives on crappy roads yeah as a kid though when you're going to your christmas concert and you're all dressed up and you, you got your snowsuit over it you're still excited about going to yeah like,
1: going well, I, mean, to you think about, I think about all the things that i was not scared of as a child, like standing literally on top of monkey bars, not scared. And <laughs> now heights, I'm like, hmm, hmm. I'm like going to break something. And, and like the beach, like I can remember going swimming in the ocean up to my neck and not caring. And now I'm like, what's beneath me? What's in there? I'm not going, there might be a shark, it might bite me. <laughs> and here I did it all the time as a kid. So are there,
0: have you been in any positions on an investigation where you get scared? Actually, no, I
1: have not had Neither. anything that's, that scared me. I've yeah. had a bunch of WTF moments <laughs> was that, but not nothing. That's really scared me. So with the WTF moments
0: where you have that shock moment first, do you, does it fall back into laughter after? Like, does it, that fear <laughs> move into laughter? That's sometimes
1: more like, what was that? You know, it, yeah, yeah. Sometimes, sometimes I don't know why I don't have that fear. I don't know One, it's because I trust my team. Like I know that we're yeah, all in it together. I, I trust that if I get off in any way, they're going to pull me out. Like I don't have that fear Um, So there's that trust that I have with that. So I don't know if that's what makes me not scared, but nothing, nothing scares me.
0: No, I've been growled at and scratched.
1: It might happen, but
0: (laughs) (laughs) But I I think when you trust your abilities and the people that you're with as well, too, those, those things are important. I'm very scared of um, steps with no risers, like those metal graded steps that you can see through.
1: Yeah. Like bleachers. Yes. no.
0: (laughs) <laughs> so, I have like cold sweaty hands thinking about it. This is so awful. Yeah. No, no, thank yeah, you.
1: Yeah, I think it has a lot with trusting your guides that they're not gonna let you go in a situation or they would warn you to get out of a situation. And then yeah. the fact that my paranormal team, I I trust with everything I've got. They're they're gonna make sure we're all okay.
0: Um Jennifer Harris Melton is just saying I was fearless as a kid. Now I don't do heights at all, can't even stand on a footstool. I understand. <laughs> I understand. I have a school so that
1: has a handle now, like there's do a, you? We want to have a little handle to make sure you don't fall.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. I'm not even all that tall, so the fall's not like far.
1: <laughs> it doesn't matter. It still hurts. <laughs> I don't want to do it. Right.
0: Okay. I ha- I asked you. I did a wee bit of prep with you about yeah. doing. Um, Just to do a parent, it's not even a game, really. It's just fun and silliness because we're getting close to Christmas and I just wanted to keep it as light as possible. So I'm going to ask you, we're going to do a Mad Lib. Have you done any of those before? Did you do them as a kid?
1: I did as a kid, yes.
0: So we're going to do one as (laughs) adults.
1: Because I think that's
0: part of the Christmas. Or the holiday spirit as well, too. And I think that we need more of that as adults, bringing back those things that brought us joy as a kid. And even with those paranormal investigations, there is like an adrenaline rush that happens that we don't get in our daily lives. And, and, you know, it just hooks you and you you go, especially if you're not, you know, finding joy in other ways as an adult. um, This... This does give us joy, creeps us exactly. out in, in all the exactly. good ways too. But
1: and it's fun. I mean, I think what people forget is like paranormal investigations. you're not busy all the time. So that's when oh, like no, they have no clue moments and conversations come about when you're sitting there waiting yes. for something to happen.
0: I talk about this all the time. I am the snack queen. <laughs> I am all about the snacks. I am planning snacks before we go. I make <laughs> I I like what's your favorite snack like I make sure and fun <laughs> snacks I just recently found um and you know it's never like things like protein bars or anything <laughs> like that <No. laughs>
1: yes fourth meal for sure <laughs> That's what he calls it. Like, he's like, it's about time for fourth meal. And that's about 12, 1 in the morning. When it's yes. For a good snack. <laughs> yes. I found it. So I found, I discovered
0: Reese Peanut Butter Cups, those king size ones with caramel inside it.
1: Ooh. I Lord. found some of the big king size ones that have potato chips chopped up in it. So if you like your salt and your sweet, yes. They're really good. Yes.
0: Michelle is just sharing. I'm not athletic enough to be an adrenaline junkie. That's why I think I'd like to try out her investigating. It should be just right for me. Yes. Okay. So here we go. This is what we're going to do. Are you okay. ready?
1: Yep. These I'm peanut ready. butter cups
0: are a must for yep, sure. I agree. They are. Okay. I need you to give me the name of a haunted location.
1: Bellgrove Plantation. Grove? Grove. Bellgrove. Bellgrove. Yep. Where's that? It's in Virginia. I'm going to look it up.
0: Because I don't know it, so I'm (laughs) going to learn all of
1: it. Send you some
0: scoop on it. Okay. A cryptid. Give me name of a cryptid. A type of Bigfoot. Bigfoot. Okay. Um, An article of clothing. A shirt. Um, A paranormal personality. Somebody, you know, that people might know.
1: Somebody somebody might know. Let's do John Zathas.
0: That's so funny. All day I was thinking him in my head. I was really hoping you were going to pick him. I was mentally Vulcan mind melding with you all day.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it worked. <laughs> okay, another cryptid. Another cryptid. Um, mm-hmm. Mothman. A type of candy. Reese cups. <laughs> A piece of furniture, a sofa.
0: A type of vehicle, a jeep. You've got an awesome jeep, don't you? I have a couple. I have two. You have
1: two? Yeah, I have a more luxury one, and then I have my Wrangler.
0: Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, I have a PT Cruiser. Everyone tells oh, cool. me it's like a hearse. Mini <laughs> 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 I'm all right with that. I would love hers, actually. Um, an animal, a dog. Thanks for being patient. Hang on. Here we go. <laughs> okay, here's where I need that list. Okay, so I need um two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight of
1: those paranormal peeps. All right. You ready? Yes, ma'am. MJ Dixon. MJ? Mm -hmm. Cindy Kaza. Brian Kano. Jeff Belanger. Amy Allen, okay, all right, Uh, Dave Schrader. We, uh, we are,
0: thank you for asking, Ward, we are, uh, you just got to hang on tight, just a couple more minutes, and (laughs) then I'm going to put all of these into something and read it out to you. She's giving me, we're going to do a Mad Lib. So we're going to do like a paranormal Christmas Mad Lib <laughs> mashup. I need to, actually two more. Two we more? can put John Sullivan in here. I'm going to Howie Howie
1: put John Sullivan and put Howie in there. Okay. <laughs> John's like, wait, this is your interview, not mine.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, we're all in this together. I need a piece of um, a type of paranormal investigative equipment. Dowsing rods. Do you use them? Yep. Do you love them?
1: I do love dowsing rods.
0: I do too. They help me find my glasses when I'm having a brain fog
1: moment. Really? <laughs> yes. No joke. I've <laughs> used my pendulum to try to find things before. I think the what pendulum way in the house is it. <laughs>
0: I think that with my pendulum, I uh, I don't trust it as much. I don't trust, like, I understand to use it, um, understand what can influence it, but I trust my dozing rods, so I lean into it a little easier.
1: We've started using the pendulum on a stand so that it's not our energy. We oh, that's it. perfect.
0: Because depending on where... Um, how close you hold it to your body how far away and and people don't realize that our body is like a battery so we have a positive side and a negative side so you need to make sure you're doing it in a neutral place like it gets all mixed up easily so i promise folks we're we're almost there (laughs) i need you to give me um a soft food like a
1: mushy food or a soft food mashed potatoes
0: that's comfort food for me, mashed potatoes. Me too. <laughs> Big sod of gravy on it, and I'm content.
1: And I could have that as a meal.
0: <laughs> right? We had um, poutine for dinner, so... But it was like shawarma poutine, so we had like chicken shawarma on it.
1: <laughs> Ooh, I love chicken shawarma. Mm. Yes, yeah, so
0: it was like chicken shawarma on the top, and then fries and gravy and cheese curds underneath.
1: Oh, nice. <laughs> That's <laughs> and a food right there. That's I don't even awful. know why
0: I, I get it, and it's this huge package, and I eat less than a third of it. <laughs> That's about as much as I can handle. Is is about a third. And then I wake up and then my 18 year old has ate it through the night. (laughs) He's finished it through the night. I need a body parts, please.
1: Nose. Okay. (laughs) This sounds like it's gonna be very interesting.
0: (laughs) Okay, let me come back to you, okay. Okay, folks, are y'all ready? I'm gonna read you a story. Get all comfy get your blankets and your pillows, popcorn and snackies. Oh, that's fun, Leslie, that you're picking up on nose. Okay, here we go. T'was the night before Christmas. (laughs) When all through the Bellgrove plantation, not a creature was stirring, not even a Bigfoot. The shirts were hung by the chimney with care in hopes that John Zaphis soon would be there. <laughs> the mothmen were nestled all snug in their beds while visions of Reese cups danced in their <laughs> heads. And my mom, and her kerchief and I in my cap had just settled brains for a long winter's nap. When out on the lawn there arose such a clatter, I sprang from my sofa to see what was the matter. That's actually like a true fact for me. <laughs> Me and the dogs on the sofa. Away to the window I flew like a flash, tore open the shutters and threw up the sash. The moon on the breast of the new fallen snow gave a luster of midday to objects below. When what to my wondering eyes did appear but a miniature Jeep and eight tiny dogs? <laughs> with okay. a little, I know, more dogs the better. Um, with a little old driver so lively and quick, I knew in a moment. He must be John Zaphis. More rapid than eagles, his coursers they came, and he whistled and shouted and called them by name.
1: Now I get it. (laughs) Do you want to read your names? No, you go ahead. Okay.
0: (laughs) Now M.J. Dixon, now Cindy Kazin, now Brian Cano and Jeff Belanger, on Amy Allen, Dave Schrader, on John Sullivan and Howie O'Dell, to the top (laughs) of the porch, to the top of the wall, now dash away, dash away, dash away all. As the leaves that before the wild hurricane fly, when they meet with an obstacle, mount to the sky. So up to the housetop the courses they flew with the jeep with the jeep full of dowsing rods and John's office too. <laughs> wow. And then in a twinkling I heard on the roof the prancing and pawing of each little hoof. And as I drew in my head and was turning around, down the chimney, John Zaffis came with a bound. He was dressed all in fur from his head to his foot, which kind of is fun that you picked John Zaffis as he just put that Santa out this week. (laughs) And his clothes were all tarnished with ashes and soot. A bundle of dowsing rods he had flung on his back, and he looked like a peddler just opening his pack. His eyes, how they twinkled, his dimples, how merry. His cheeks were like roses, his nose like a cherry. he was chubby and plump a right jolly old elf and I laughed when I saw him in spite of myself a wink of his eye and a twist of his head soon gave me to know I had nothing to dread he spoke not a word but went straight to his work and filled all the shirts then turned with a jerk laying his nose aside of his nose and giving a nod up the chimney he rose he sprang to his jeep to his team gave a whistle and away they all flew like the down of a thistle but I heard him exclaim airy drove out of sight Happy Christmas to all, and to all a good night. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's funny. Yes, yeah, it's just it was fro- about fun.
0: <laughs> I just wanted to be fun, and it was it was fun putting it together too, right? Like yeah. we can do so many different things, but I think we forget to have sometimes, you know, just that silly fun, right? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I keep trying to coax my kids into doing um, like the minute to win it games. Have you seen it? Yeah, have you seen yeah, all yeah. those? Yep, I just yep. think that would be fun, but they don't. So we end up doing what did we do last year? Those like haunted um like you have to solve the murders. You okay. get like those monthly boxes and they give you a clue each each month. So you have to put all the clues together to figure out uh who who killed the person but
1: was well, that like a box that, like a mailbox like they mail it to you yes I've never heard of that
0: okay so when i when i remember because you know 50 brain fog <laughs> <laughs> but that's what we did and we did one again we did thanksgiving and then we did it at christmas and that they are a lot of fun because you can buy sets that are uh, completed so you can buy the whole set at one time or buy the, the little mini sets for sure
1: very cool mm-hmm.
0: haunted right like haunted christmas is a great time for ghost stories and, and all that kind of stuff i agree um do you have a good do you have a christmas ghost
1: story no i don't have a christmas ghost story okay. do you mm-hmm. I, I read I read like gross stories. I read a lot during the Christmas holiday. And I don't know why, but it's kind of like once Christmas happens and that little lull, I pull out all the books I wanted to read and I start reading.
0: (laughs) Cause it's dark out and it's the the long winter season and you snuggle in like it it really is about reading. I have um yeah. My stack, I always have a stack of books, so I probably have like twelve on the Mm
1: -hmm.
0: on on the shelf.
1: Probably have more than that. We won't talk about that.
0: More on the Kindle. <laughs> there's just a lot
1: we'll talk about the how i don't need to buy another book for like two years <laughs> because there's that's not back. true <laughs> this is right because i books are need to be bought yes and i like my kindle but i still like paper books too i i
0: do i don't i think that um I'm making myself sound so old and I'm, I'm really not, but I do have arthritis in my, in my hand. So I find depending on the size of the book, like um, I had Rebecca uh, Pittman on a, a, few weeks ago. She, she just uh, finished a book or she, pu- she didn't just finish a book. Uh, she published a book about, um, oh my gosh. Uh, now uh, honestly, <laughs> I Listen Lizzie Borden. <laughs>
1: Lizzie Borden, okay.
0: Yes, and it is Ooh. it is uh, it's fabulous. Like I can't I can't put it down, but it is the size of a doorstop, it is thick, 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 thick. And Ooh. I have oh. been reading on As the book. As I said, I'm not
1: gonna buy any books, I might order that one.
0: <laughs> it's brilliant, and
1: she also has a Lizzie Borden game. Lizzie Borden game.
0: Now uh, that would
1: be fun to yes. the investigation to kill time. We could play the Lizzie Borden game,
0: yes. Look into it because she doesn't ship to Canada yet but I need to find a way I talked I tried to talk her into finding a way for me to have the Lizzie boarding game but oh. yes so I don't I like the smell I miss the smell of the pages when I'm on the Kindle like
1: yeah I like my Kindle when I travel and I haven't had to travel work as much as I used to because once COVID happened, we I used to travel like once or twice a month for work. So I always like to have my Kindle because then I don't have as much to carry. Um yeah. but when I'm home I don't mind having the paper books. But I was even then I'd have my Kindle full of books and as I'm going through the airport because you know there's like a bookstore on every <laughs> so here yeah. I am taking pictures of other books I want to buy. So <laughs> I don't have to remember the names.
0: That's how I am that's how I am too.
1: <laughs>
0: I had um I yeah. i stepped into it so we're just gonna keep rolling with it i had a a first date that was just a date um and that's where i asked uh to connect with that person was was at a bookstore
1: that's a good idea
0: yeah you go choose a book i'm going to choose a book and then we'll grab a coffee and we'll we'll sit
1: that's a cool idea talk about
0: it yeah books are fabulous yep books are fabulous I found a couple of creepy ghost stories, like Christmas ghost stories, if you want to hear them.
1: I do. I do.
0: I didn't really have any creepy ghost stories either. But I mean, as as a kid, I was more scared of the Christmas movies than I was of like the Halloween scary movies. Because the Halloween scary movies, I knew that there was I could laugh at them right like because I could put myself into they must have had a lot of fun putting those scenes together like I would have laughed my butt off when we were done those sort of like horror movie scenes but the Christmas movies like it's a wonderful life or it's a Christmas carol those ones were like maybe I'm a bad person am I gonna
1: (laughs) they're kind of dark
0: yeah do I get to go to heaven? Am I going to be haunted? Are people really watching me? Which, I mean, yeah. I mean, you do have spirits watching. Oh, yeah, it's Black Christmas. For sure. Have you seen
1: that? No.
0: Yeah, it's a horror movie.
1: Oh, write me write that one down, too.
0: <laughs> it's an older one, too.
1: But no, like, they are. They, I mean, I always there's some dark christmas movies there's some that aren't but there really are like the i guess the, the older ones can be quite not all jolly and merry that's for sure
0: no no not at all yeah i'm i'm a horror movie fan too i don't know if you guys follow me on social media at all today i posted this little meme of <laughs> hannibal lecter behind um <laughs> clarice the the doe from <laughs> rudolph the red-nosed reindeer hello clarice
1: <laughs> yeah. See i i am a i love Mormon. me too do you have a favorite oh gosh no i i like you know what? I think one of my favorite ones and it's old. It was like one of the ones I remember watching as a teenager with some of my friends because it was scary but then it it got, it was funny at the end when you realized what was going on. It was called April Fool's Day. Oh, I haven't seen that. And it was really good. It was really good. It's probably very cheesy now if you would watch it in its 80s attire but. Oh no, that's awesome. <laughs> I, that's I awesome. It. I mean, I love the Conjuring movies and all of that. I love it. I'm just gonna. Sh- I'm
0: just gonna share this.
1: Word is just saying. Do you want to read it? I wrote one time about candles. I was reading a story in the dark. I lay down on down my box of matches when I heard the silent cry of the skin of a wooden stick that scratches. I could feel the heat sitting on its wick ready to make its way through the candle. And it was just at the tip of the wire where I could see a tear dripping into the fire. Ooh. Mm-hmm.
0: Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Um, You know what I find? I, I actually didn't find any Christmas, uh, ghost like stories for canada (laughs) like right uh, there's just i don't know if we're just because we're a baby country so we have less going on (laughs) or i just was it digging in the right reddit threads i don't i don't know (laughs) but there's like so many more in the uk if you're looking right yeah more in the UK. I just could do another quick shout out. So if you are just joining us here, you are listening to Spirit Switchboard. I'm your host, Carolyn Shellhorn, and you are listening to us live on the United Public Radio Network and the UFO Paranormal Radio Network 105.3 and 107.7 out of New Orleans. Um, And I'm just chatting with my friend and colleague, Rhonda Dowdy. Um, So Yeah, the ones that I found, you know what? Oh, the ghostly beggar children. I mean, right there just sounds not nice. Ghostly
1: beggar children.
0: Ghostly beggar children. I mean, anything children related, spirit related, ghostly children, all of that's pretty creepy to begin with. (laughs) Yes, yes. It's just creepy. And that's what, that was always the part that got me in A Christmas Carol. Like the original movie when the ghost of Christmas present opened up, like the he had that big burly beard and then he'd open up his coat and all those children were inside. Yeah.
1: Oh, It yeah. was creepy.
0: Yep. I would be crying and underneath the blanket every time. So the ghostly beggar children of Bramber Sussex. So in the UK, Bramber castle in West Sussex was for centuries owned by the powerful De Debrose family, the Lords of Bramber. In the early 13th century, William, the fourth Lord of Bramber, fell out with King John. Big mistake. John pursued William across England, Ireland, and Wales, seizing his lands and capturing his family. One version of the events has it that William's children were held hostages by the king and were eventually starved to death in Windsor Castle. Could you imagine starving
1: children? <laughs> it's horrible. It's horrible.
0: According to the legend, the ghosts of the children are reputed to stalk the roads of the village of Bramber on dark nights, dressed in rags and chasing and accosting passerbys for food. Why do they not? I mean, people leave food out for Bigfoot.
1: This is true.
0: You know, if you know that they're haunting for food, can you not just leave something out and bypass the haunting part and just go, hey, I'm sorry that was awful. Here's some
1: here's a cheeseburger and (laughs) fries. Right?
0: Village tradition.
1: Oh wait, yeah,
0: no. Village tradition has it that at Christmas time, the ghosts of the children, a boy and a girl, can seen be seen mournfully watching over the ruins of their former home, Bramber Castle. That's very sad. I can't imagine. No, I don't. I don't want to run into. Go. I just um, my hackles go up when anything is like a child spirit to begin with, because you just kind of figure it's not really.
1: A child. <laughs>
0: yeah, but I, my friend and I, um, I started this last year. So uh, my dear friend Jodi, uh, her and I do a lot of investigations, just the two of us. And I decided last summer I wanted to do this thing called the Pioneer, um, Pioneer, Pioneer Cemetery Crawl. It was easy for us. We were just going to find all these Pioneer Cemeteries and we were just going to... You know, do these investigations.
1: I pioneered cemeteries, it like the from the pioneers, like the original yep. So those old, old cemeteries. I'm just trying yep. to bring this up for myself. Okay.
0: Yeah. Yep. Those old cemeteries. So we've had a couple of really crazy um experiences. So we decided we were gonna keep that going. So it's a it's an ongoing thing. And um, we were at one uh this summer and <laughs> when we got to it, I'm like Oh Jody, I there's a a little girl up in that corner waving at us and she's like legit a little girl. <laughs> she's, so not, she's not got a voice that's changing. She's not got like, you know, it doesn't smell like sulfur. <laughs> We're good. It's it's legit a little girl. But that that little girl, we caught her um she came right up to Jody and Jody's like, my hand is freezing cold I think she it feels like she's holding my hand I can feel fingers and we had this whole experience and, and EVP session with this uh, little girl from uh in the cemetery and I mean from what I could into it and the way that we were framing the questions she had fallen out of like a loft in a barn oh wow so there was. Yeah, I, I don't know why she wasn't crossed over or, or what was happening that way, but she she it was definitely a, a barn farm related accident anyway.
1: Now for these kind of cemeteries, are you able to look up any history on them at all or is it they? Just yeah. Pulled? Oh, okay.
0: So for some of them, for sure we can, I think that uh, that's something that I need to do more of. I I'm horrible for that part, doing the back research. If somebody else wanted to volunteer their time to do that, I'm like, <laughs> I'm doing good. Just getting that booked onto the calendar and making the time to go do those things too. Right. With everything else. But um, yeah.
1: Talk about a good book that could make though, with all of what you're seeing and all of those, that'd be Really cool.
0: We we have a couple of um cemeteries that I don't. It's I don't even want to bring people there because we've brought people there and you legit feel sick. Like they make you feel sick so that you do, that you leave. And uh we the last time we went, we brought whiskey. We thought, well, let's let's offer him up <laughs> a drink and see if he'll hang out with us for a wee bit and see if he'll be nicer to us. But he like swears at us and everything. He's he's not a, a friendly dude that is taking over that, that cemetery for sure.
1: I'm right into it. Him. <laughs>
0: um I'm just gonna bring this up. Yeah. So the um so it's uh Shane and Tammy Johnnings. Uh, We've had a few members of the family pass on Christmas or just before and after any reason why deaths happen in clusters like that and around the holidays. I I have some thoughts. Do you want to share your thoughts?
1: I don't have any. I would like to hear your thoughts on it because it is something I notice. Mm -hmm. And I wonder, do I just notice it more because it's the holidays? But it always does seem like there are deaths and tragedies like right before major holidays. Um, And then, you know, unfortunately that kind of embeds in the mind of the person who experienced the loss, right? Like Mm -hmm. those holidays aren't always the same. So what do you, what do you think about that? I'm curious.
0: I mean, I can, I can only share from my experience and from my observations, right. From sessions that I've had or uh, conversations with clients. So just an observation um, that uh, it's a, it's a way of honoring Uh, honoring them and remembering them as well too. It's not meant to um, uh, put you in uh, a low mental space or to take away from that holiday, but, you know, they want you to, um, it's high energetic time. Uh, It's, uh, yeah, a way for you to to remember and honor them when everybody's already going to be together. You know, like everybody's coming together so you can share stories about them, reminisce about them. Uh, it, and it's that that coming together to lift you up. And they pull in in those time periods, like when everybody's pulling together, you are raising that vibrational level where it's easier for them to pop in. Um, so that's why you would you, you might have those aha moments, those memories that just pop in out of nowhere. Uh, like when you're at the grocery store buying food mm-hmm. for everybody. Mm-hmm. And and that's them
1: letting you know that
0: they're around.
1: Well, you know what? I'm going to share a story, if you don't mind, because that, yeah, please do. that brings something to, to my forefront. Um, when my father passed, he'd been in hospice probably a good five, almost six months before he passed. But I was with him one weekend, and he said, when's Mother's Day? And I was like, it's next Sunday. He said, are you sure about that? I said, I'm sure. And it, to the point, he, we actually asked the aide at the hospice place to go get the calendar. He's like, Kathy, which is my sister, your sister will be in town that weekend. I said, yeah, I'm sure she will come see her mom. She's my half sister. I'm sure she'll come in for her. Oh, He said, He said, yes, yeah, she'll be here that weekend. Don't you know he passed away the Saturday before Mother's Day? Uh... And I was like, isn't it that interesting? It's almost like he knew. And he was trying not to cause trouble because she would already be here and she would be coming from out of state. So
0: So I, I think on some level they know whether they're consciously aware or not. And I think that uh, I'm going to rephrase that. I feel, I'm going to say, I feel instead of, I think, so I feel that, um, the loved ones that are already in spirit also, you know, come in closer. uh, So they feel that connection. They know what's going to be, you know, have a better sense that something's going on when they're, they're tapping in that way. Oh, good. I'm glad that I answered your question. I'm just going to, Megan, I'm just going to pull this back up. Your response is appreciated. Thank you. About your last conversation, my family and I have gone to old cemeteries. We speak and record. My sister got spooked once. We listened later on and heard voices. She deleted it for fear of keeping the recordings. Is that a legitimate concern? Um, so I personally don't feel it is. I think that if you feed the fear, it can
1: be. Yes. I was just thinking if you if, if you feed the fear, because that wouldn't you know, it's, it's just a recording. I, if you, yeah, there's a lot with that feeding the fear.
0: Oh, there's so much. And honestly, if you heard the voices, you know, where the voice is just residual. So it's not really something that it's an attachment. Was it in, in an intelligent response? Um, any of those sorts of,
1: there was an investigation last weekend and that, you know, Howie was talking on our show last Sunday about it. And he mentioned, you know, somebody got scratched. And that was my first question. I said, was somebody feeding the fear? Mm-hmm. Was somebody doing that? Because it's it's important to know whether that was going on or not. And he said no with that particular, for that particular instance, no. But I, it's a big question you have to ask when you're doing a paranormal investigations when things are occurring. So you can manifest a lot. <laughs> yes, you can
0: and and pull that in and i i'm always encouraging people i mean we all have moments we all have moments when we're we can be hangry so we're tired and hungry or you know we just we haven't slept proper so we we can have those moments but it's shifting out of it quick and getting into the habit so you have that low moment and i i always encourage like clear cancel and delete that thank you very much (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we're just going to clear, cancel and delete that and thank you very much so you you need to you know get into those habits of shifting it still being okay that we're going to have a low moment and that's normal and human but the more that you learn to step out of it the less moments you have
1: yes
0: in, in that as well too and i mean scratches can be have you
1: ever been scratched by something i've not, i've been touched but not scratched
0: mm. so i've been scratched and scratched only once and it was a doozy, for sure. It was a doozy. And uh, I remember calling uh, my friend right after. And I mean the lead up was that there was definitely some sort of attachment in my oldest son's room at the time. He was like 16, 17, and it was it was creating a lot of havoc. And I was just sort of like coming out of the closet and letting everybody know that this is you know what what I'm doing. And uh, I went to go in his room to clear that energy out. And there was definitely like a, a doorway that was open that needed to be moved off the property. So, you know, moving that out. But when I went into the room to clear it out, um, there was this creature thing that I don't have a name for. don't know what it was. Growled audibly outside ear could hear it growling and then it felt like burning down my arms from my wrist to my elbow so this, this i stepped out and these three welts came up and i called my friend and i said you are crazy if you think i'm going to do this for like in public for people and I'm going to do sessions and there is no way I am stepping into doing this. And she said, did you ask your divine team to be with you and protect you before you stepped in to do that? Or did you go in thinking that you were the one doing it because you're just being of service and it's moving through you. You're not the one doing it. And I was like,
1: (laughs) (laughs) man, yeah.
0: Let me go back in there. So then I did it, you know, the way that I need. And I only needed that one experience to know, you know, that to have it driven home that, you know, it's a team, it's an energetic team, whether I'm aware or not. And I'm being of service. And it's not me doing it, but it's going through me. And so. Um, I've never had I like I've just never been scared either I mean if something growls I tend to go towards it not away from it right but I've never had anything scratch me so you know that would be my next question as well too for the person that got scratched was it something that they were needing to learn about themselves and their journey intuitively to help them move forward and grow better um that's uh, a good
1: point moving forward really good point
0: Mm -hmm yeah all of those experiences right like what we can take from it to to approach the next ones differently and not let fear stop us
1: yeah yeah
0: from moving into it because that the the one spirit for sure at that cemetery he sure tries to get big and nasty to keep everybody out of his space and i'm like you met your match with me
1: (laughs) (laughs) they just want to keep you out of their space or some of them are, I feel like some spirits are just pissed off, ticked off because they haven't had anybody they can tell their story to. They're just mad because they yeah. want they can't.
0: I would say so, that this spirit, this spirit definitely prevents other spirits from talking, though. Like he's definitely a bully spirit that's a collector, like that. a collector. That's yeah,
1: we, we've got one like that at Belgrove. He's um he was a caretaker on the plantation, and he's out what we call in what would have been near his home, where the caretaker would stay. And he, we do get responses on EVPs like that. He won't let them talk. Um, and he he has a tendency to get crude and rude, and
0: yeah, this guy too.
1: But you know, at first he kind of worried me, and, but now now it's just kind of like I still worry about him, but I feel like he's a lot of bark. <laughs>
0: So he's not made you feel sick. This guy can make you people... feel
1: sick. He's made all yeah. of us feel sick. We actually there was actually a renovation project going on that that particular building one summer. And we were at one point, I was like, I am just I've got a headache. I'm not feeling good. For a long time I wouldn't go in his place, but once they painted it and cleaned it up some, it got right. a little bit better. But he's still there. He's still just ornery. and he's just ornery old man. That's what I think.
0: That's why he, I he, he
1: cusses at us quite often.
0: It's not funny, right? even that. I have a Scottish background. I can cuss good.
1: <laughs> Me too. I have to Me too. <laughs> Me too.
0: <laughs> There's a comfort level that you get in, and then you have to remind yourself to pull your pull, pull out of <laughs> pull
1: back. <laughs> and this not show fun, has been great. Fun, you just don't express your opinion quite as well. Well, there's power
0: that comes like it's moving energy when it's like it's been building up. Oh, it comes out. You yeah. just like oh, that felt good. Yeah. <laughs> but even with the swearing, I I still like when we're talking about shifting energy and holding energetic space and and understanding that we're we're contributing to the collective consciousness, whether it's positive yeah. or negative, and taking accountability and responsibility with all of that. So you know, if I get frustrated when I'm driving, and I'm like. Oh, I I forgive you for being a blankety blank. (laughs) I forgive myself for calling you a blankety blank. (laughs) We're just hoping karma clear in that. So like
1: (laughs) and then hoping that that it all balances out. Oh so funny. I hope that we help. I'll I'll do it and I'm like I shouldn't have said that. I'm sure you're a very nice person, but uh, <laughs> your driving is really making me angry today. <laughs> and we really don't know what their
0: story is because everybody's got something going on, yeah, right? That we we true. are un, that we are unaware of. So that's
1: true.
0: I mean, but there's this funny. <laughs> um, I don't know how to phrase this. Um uh, the more consciously aware you become and understand uh, that you are taking personal accountability, the less you enjoy being around other people who don't understand how to take accountability. Like you you like people less.
1: Yes. Love, love people. Right. Right. And you still have. Yes. Yes. I'm probably phrasing that wrong, but anyway. No, but I get what you're saying. I mean, a lot of the pro- time, the problem is people. Mm-hmm. Just not being good people or <laughs> nice people or, or, or not being the center of their own universe.
0: I, 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 again, I am so, I am such a Pollyanna trying to like, I always flip it the background. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to practice speaking my truth. Thank you for giving me the opportunity for walking away from things like, that aren't good. Thank you for giving yeah. me the opportunity for practicing healthy boundaries and seeing like that aspect of it. So I don't get caught up in the frustration or anger yeah. or resentment. Right. Because that yep. just doesn't do anything good for us. Nancy's just sharing, I agree. My circle is smaller than it used to be, but probably more authentic. So,
1: right. I think, and I've been speaking about this. I think I know authentically who my circle is and I'm a very cautious about who comes in it, but I mean, I still think everybody gets categories. Now you can categorize for me. Now you're either part of my inner circle tribe. Um, not that people didn't come and go. You meet people that you immediately feel a connection with. They come, but then there's acquaintances and business acquaintances and people Mm that, well, I may like you and speak with you. I don't necessarily want you in my inner circle, but we can work together or whatever. Yeah. Um, So I'm finding I compartmentalize a lot more now.
0: Yeah. And it it really has to do with where we feel um, safe to be vulnerable as well too. Right. Like,
1: and (laughs) that's a lesson that's come up for me recently is like, you know, I went many years without being very vulnerable. And now that I am, I'm also being cautioned, like pull it back a little bit because not everybody should know everything, you know? So I'm like, yeah.
0: Yeah. And that the the, um, the respect is there in the give and take and the sharing of energy as yes. well too. Right? And uh, re- respecting and appreciating the energies that are shared back and forth.
1: Yes, yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs>
0: It's taken, you know, it's funny because I, I, because we were such an intuitive household, you know, uh, my kids having experiences when they were young and me supporting them and and then moving as adults, the, the language that we use. So, you know, my daughter said, I don't know if it was helpful or hurtful. She said, but I, because I want to like bang my head against the wall most days when I'm like having to be involved with customer service with people in any way.
1: <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. It's, I, I get overwhelmed with people after a certain amount of time. And then I just need to go co- introvert for a little while, and then I can come back out. <laughs> well, it's sensory overload. Yeah, for sure. For it's, sure,
0: it's definitely sensory overload. And I and I I think that's also part of the process, right? Is giving ourselves permission to um, respect what we're needing. And I require a lot of downtime, and I require a lot of alone time in that downtime in order for me to do everything else that I do.
1: Yes, I would agree with that. They call it what is it? The, the, the term amniavert, where you're you're very outgoing and you're actually more of you're an extrovert, but you require so much to be an introvert to be able to let that piece of you shine.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: because it, you've got to recharge those batteries. I can't stay extroverted all the time. I have to go recharge for a little while. <laughs> and, yeah. and, and I'm that. a Leo. Are you? <laughs> yeah, now, that makes sense because. I, I know enough about astrology to be dangerous. <laughs> really? Like, well, I'm not. I'm not a guru, or like I'm not great at. But what I know is the different side. Like so, Leo and Aquarius are on on opposite sides, which means like they're very drawn to each other, and they work mm-hmm. very similarly. So, is that what you are? I'm an Aquarius. Yes.
0: Oh, that's fine. But isn't like the? Isn't there like the other? Like rising moon but or rising like...
1: and your moon. Yeah. Your rising sign and your moon sign it's all, all interchanged. One is what you're supposed to learn while you're here. One is your true self and one is what you bring to the table. Like what you came, your innate gifts that you brought uh, to the table when you came right. into this world. I
0: don't know. I came in at three, three, three AM. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> it's the <laughs> only numbers that I know, but I like, it just comes up, you know, whether energetically subconsciously I'm putting that out but three 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 comes up for me all the time that's cool Mm -hmm. cool. yeah I guess I guess I keep telling the kids someday I'm gonna walk on water (laughs) (laughs) but I actually you know when I was doing hair because I used to be a hairstylist so again Leo um my hair was always like bright red until you know um, recently, like in the last couple of years. And then it was like, I just don't have the time of patience. So we're just going to let this, this go the way that it is. (laughs) But I love comic books. I love comic books. I I just love all comic books. My dogs, um, and pets have all been named after like Batman series. So they're all (laughs) Batman themed, you know? Um, but Jean Grey uh she turns into the phoenix so she's like part of the x-men so i used to tell the kids that i was like gonna turn i was gonna like freak out and turn into phoenix and i was just gonna (laughs) implode (laughs) (laughs) and then like be able to vulcan mind meld with everybody on the planet that was uh, yeah batman too that's awesome contessa Shane and Tammy Johnnings, fellow Leo here. How does someone figure out their innate purpose for why we're here?
1: You really do. You have to have you there's and there are apps that will let you figure out what your natal chart is. Um, You have to know your birth date, time, where you were born and things. And you can find some astrologers that'll help you do that. But there are apps you can just plug in the numbers and it'll kind of tell you. I don't really like, like I said, I know enough to be dangerous, but I don't know, remember which, if it's your moon or your, I know your rising sign is what you're supposed to learn while you're here. Like what, are, what you're supposed to step into and what you're supposed to learn. That's all I know. Yeah. But I think if you, if you look at that, it'll tell you what some of not necessarily your innate purpose, but what gifts you brought to the world or what, what good you brought in, what, what what's good about you and that what you offer to other people.
0: And Isn't the Vedic astrology a little deeper too? It, it goes a little yeah that's the one where
1: there's different versions of like i the class i took was shamanic astrology which is very much it's the same thing but you know a lot of times you'll i hate to say that astrology can be negative but they're like oh there's that gemini oh you know they're like yeah oh yeah of course she's a gemini nice one minute mean the next you know so there's a little negativity that sometimes can be put around when you look at just straight astrology i know shamanic astrology kind of looks more like the purpose like why you are the way you are and what you're supposed to learn while you're here they're all good i think they're all i, I don't take any of them as gospel it's more yeah. of that isn't that interesting that's yes. like it. That a really sense of wonder yeah.
0: having a sense of wonder i and yeah. i just think we should approach everything approach the whole day that way with a sense of wonder yeah like and, and just be open, you know, open minded with no attachment to the end outcome and just, you know, being able to roll with it.
1: I think sometimes with astrology, too, it'll tell you the things that like you might be good at, like what careers you might be good at. And some of that, when I saw that, I was like, I can see that. I can see that. I wouldn't want to do that. But I can see why they would say that. <laughs> so.
0: Interesting. I don't know. Um, Muriel is just saying astrology is amazing. Get your full book chart done. It's so great diving into all the parts.
1: It's just interesting and it's 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 fun.
0: I, my mom is much more into all of those things. So, I'm I'm the recipient of hey I got your birth chart done <laughs> fabulous.
1: Cool. <laughs> Thank oh, it's you. Really cool. But of Thank course you. then. To me, it's all free. will, like even people talk about Mercury Mercury retrograde, and you know you need to out it out during that time. But I also look like I think part of it is knowing that it's Mercury's in retrograde, and then like you just preparing yourself to handle it. But if uh, least, least, anything bad's going to happen, it just means be aware.
0: But if everybody collectively is putting that energy out that it this is uh, this is a horrible thing, and so we're all contributing that energy. That's what we're also. You know, creating yeah. right. So for the most part, I can fly through it and not even realize that's what's going on around me. Yeah, um, I think well, those not- weird
1: might happen. I'm like, oh, I get what well, that could, be, you know. But it's literally, I never try to look at yeah. like, oh my gosh, the next three weeks are gonna be horrible. No, so I'm
0: I'm like, don't,
1: yeah. but I But I keep in your back pocket and no.
0: <laughs> I would say like this: the Skype app has not been working, so that's all about communication, and that was kind of like oh, somebody said it's Mercury retrograde. I'm like, well, I suppose we can blame it on that. Or maybe it's just, I've outgrown Skype and we're just going to move on to something else.
1: <laughs> maybe <laughs> a spirit told me I don't need Skype anymore. I'm to get it. Time it's for just... an upgrade. <laughs> time, for,
0: time for Google Meet. <laughs> we're going to get on Google Meet. Um, dowsing rods. Can you talk about dowsing rods? Sure. What do you want to, what do you want me to talk about? Uh, Do so do you take them on investigations? Do you have a favorite investigative tool? Is that one, that would be the one
1: I like using dowsing rods. You know what I like dowsing rods for? I like using dowsing rods um, because sometimes it seems like you can almost always get some sort of communication. What I really love about dowsing rods is if you have a skeptic in your group and, and if you do any public investigations, you've always got the one. Yeah you put dowsing rods in their hand and they feel the pull and they know they're not moving them. Yeah. You see like these big wide eyes. Yeah. And they're like, Oh, Oh, (laughs) that's what I, that's what I love about dowsing rods. But I do feel like we get good communication with those. Um, Do you think it helps people learn to ask questions differently too? Yes. Because they have to be yes and no. Yeah. 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 They do. They do. Um, But I I do love that it kind of can turn a skeptic. I like EVPs too. I like spirit boxes. I like it all. I mean, I like it all. There's nothing I really would say I wouldn't be down for trying with with equipment. Um, I'm actually just starting to get a little bit of stuff of my own, you know, as I'm seeing things. It's a rabbit hole. I know an I know.
0: expensive rabbit
1: hole
0: it is it is It is. i tell my children here is your inheritance
1: <laughs> this is so I mean, you just sweet. never know i mean i you like flashlights too as, as basic as that sounds but sometimes when you can't get evps you can get flashlight responses
0: and i think keeping things simple is is nicer anyway like going old school is sometimes better than all the gadget Gadgetry, anyway, and and trusting your intuition. I think sometimes we get so focused on just the gadget, you're you're not allowing yourself to to feel the experience and and trust because that's that's a muscle too, right?
1: Well, and I think that's that's where I get great is like either I hear something or I say it, and you get the response that matches that on a piece of yes, or like we go in a location. I'm like, I think we should put that music box over here. I feel like it needs to go over here for whatever reason. And then, you know, 10 minutes later, that thing starts going off. You're like, okay, okay. But also, it's very cool when you put two pieces of equipment side by side and they both go off.
0: Yes, that's even better when there's two. Contessa's just asking um, what exactly dowsing rods do.
1: Dowsing rods were initially used to find water. It's my grandpa township. Water and gold, I think, maybe copper. So you you know you hold them and they cross when they feel this certain energy but when you're using them in paranormal investigations spirit can you the spirits can use their energy to move them and you kind of ask them to show you or at, or even tell them you know can you cross the rods if you, my question answer is yes and can you open them wide if it's no or you can do the opposite and say show me what your yes response will be
0: Yeah um, and you way. know if you you can do them uh you can create your own with a coat hanger from the dry cleaner you do not have to spend a whole lot of money yep. i mean doing getting ones that are made or getting the copper tubing so that it spins a little more so you know for sure that you're not influencing it in any way like you don't have to spend a lot of money on no and
1: even if you are what maybe 10 15 dollars on yeah
0: Yeah, they're not, they're not expensive. And I would encourage like, it's just like any other tool. So the more energy you put into it, the more responses you're going to get back and play with it when you first get it, ask it questions that you know, are not truthful. Yes. Is my middle name? Yeah, yeah. Is my middle name Irene, you know, is, you know, and, and go from there, like, so that you understand how it's working with you and your energy.
1: And we've used them you know like i said people use them to find water we've used them to try to find um, burial plots
0: oh we have a cemetery yeah Mm -hmm. Um, it was uh, uh, the underground railroad so the slaves that came into uh, this one particular place in in ontario uh, they had built a church and then the church got knocked down and those uh, grave uh, plots were not uh, maintained. So somebody from the dowsing community went in and dowsed all of their uh, yeah. plots so that they could be respected properly.
1: See, Yep.
0: I Automatic
1: writing, I mean is just well, asking you ladies. Do it. About do automatic still, writing. A, a lot of people do automatic writing. Um, I'm, I am i have taken a few classes on it. Um I actually and some, you know, some of my mentors they've covered it. And then there's been ones where they've actually covered like an automatic writing class. I think it's an it's a it's it's a muscle you've got to exercise quite a bit. And I think mm-hmm. it you've got to get to the point that you trust that you're doing it. I wanna I have a tendency to overthink. I have a tendency to let that left brain take control if I'm not careful. Um, So that's why I like to, a lot of times I will use, even if I'm doing readings, I'll be playing with cards or throwing cards. I'm not really reading my brain shut off, Um, but automatic writing, I struggled with, I don't know if you do a lot of it, but I struggled with it because I just felt like spirit was supposed to move my hand. That's what I thought. really not. It's more like a,
0: yeah. It channels kind of through. And
1: whatever comes through, you just write it down. So, so
0: I, mean, I encourage people to write the word love repeatedly until you feel pulled to shift to a different word. So because idea. it pulls you into that higher place, right? It's that high vibrating like word to begin with. Contessa, I'm not sure if you're part of the intuitive mentoring group that I have on Facebook, but I have a whole video there on. Automatic writing and uh, using pendulums as a uh, like a dowsing rod. But dowsing, uh, Cheryl, you're asking about dowsing rods. It's D-O-W-S-I-N-G. I automatic write with every session that I do.
1: do you, I've been trying to do it more. Mm-hmm. I've been trying to... Um, my last teacher, she kind of gave you some things you could do on your own, kind of like to reach your higher self, like your own higher self, to do some automatic writing. So I've been really practicing the last month or so trying to you know I think I can do I think it's not something I can't do it's just not something just like when I started all this like I hated psychometry I could not hold an item and get a feel off of it for
0: now oh that was my first I got
1: better with it you know what yeah, I mean I so I mean you're, you're, it comes and goes but that was one I struggled with so and I struggled with automatic writing a little to begin with it's getting better
0: But I think that's leaning and letting go of how quickly we can do a Google search to find evidence that we were right about something. We have to really surrender and have no attachment to the end outcome and just uh, spill it, spill it out.
1: That's what I really liked about doing mediumship with the paranormal investigations, because I think it's so easy to get scared when you're doing a one-on-one session, like to say sometimes when you're in a parent, you have no choice, but to say what I'm getting. Cause I don't yeah. know if it's right or wrong and there's nobody there to validate it, but equipment, yeah. So <laughs> and it, it got me to the point where I'll just say what I'm getting now. Cause it just is. What yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> and I tell people just close your eyes and take a deep breath and let it spill. Cause if you're closing your eyes, it's like, you're standing there on your, on your own. You don't worry about people staring at you or, or looking at you or any of those <laughs> yes. things either. Um, Contessa, the group is called Carrie Lynn's morning porch. So, um, yeah, if anybody wanted to pop over there, I post in, I haven't posted for December. Everything will start back up in January, but I post intuitive, um, practices every day. And then we have like different, um, on full moons, I do some energetic cord cutting and a meditation for everybody and share messages and stuff like that.
1: And anybody can join the group. Yep.
0: And it's a, it's a, it is a private group. We just encourage people to engage. Okay. don't be a weirdo voyeur.
1: <laughs> Don't be just watching.
0: No, no, no.
1: Don't be stalking. Start talking. Exactly.
0: <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's so funny. I'm going to take that one. <laughs> oh, so Sandy, that's awesome. I, Caroline, I saw the dowsing rods Carol made for the gathering at your house. So I did a, a divination tools class at my house. Ooh. And you know, everybody got um, black mirrors for scrying and dowsing rods and Mm. made their own ruins and stuff. Thank you, Donna Jean. I I appreciate it. I'm glad that you think it's uh, an excellent group. Yeah, Contessa, if you go on the top and use that search button, you should be able to find it. If you record voices of any kind, is it harmful to keep those recordings? So we had that I think we answered that earlier. It's not. Yeah, it's about the yeah. intention that you, um, the intention that you put into it. So we. I'm just noticing our time. So we do. We do need to. I know that was. It went by I mean, really. <laughs> I know it went by really quick. Thank you so much for hanging out. Where can people
1: find you? Well, you can find me on Facebook just under Rhonda Dowdy. Um, you can find Fredericksburg Paranormal Research and Investigating on Facebook. We're also for that. We're also on TikTok, Instagram, all the places like that um for podcasts for the orion effect we're sunday nights at seven o'clock on the orion effect you can go to riff nation network and you'll be able to find those podcasts every um sunday night and then for the freaking awesome paranormal show i'm not always a host on there i kind of fill in wherever they ask me to um, but that is on tuesday nights at nine o'clock and sometimes on sundays at nine o'clock
0: so that's awesome um, so thank you. Thank you, everybody, uh, for being here. Next week, uh, it's a, it's another special show next week, because next week, um, I do this thing called the 12 Days of Giving on uh, Facebook. So I put up a spot as a guest on the show. So yeah. So uh, Jen Welsh Wilson is going to be on. uh, We're just going to have another fun conversation. And I actually have um, UPRN uh, uh, co-hosts coming on, Loralee Potvin and David Hansel from the thing. Yeah. From the thing at the foot of the bed. And Loralee also has the angel rocks. So they're going to be joining us. So we'll have the three of us and, um, uh, Jen Wilson with us next week.
1: It's fun to do shows like this at the
0: it, it is fun just keeping it nice and light at the same time. So you have been uh, listening uh, to the Spirit Switchboard on the United Public Radio Network and the UFO Paranormal Radio Network 105.3 and 107.7. Thanks for being here, everybody. We'll see you again next week. Thank you. Bye. Bye.